You're listening to the Art of Move podcast, hosted by Dr. William Raybar and Anthony Manuel, where we attempt to create a grand unified theory of human movement, biomechanics, and training. If you enjoy these episodes, you can watch them streamed live on nofilter.net, where you can interact directly and have all your questions answered in real time. Four, three, two, and one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Art of Move podcast with myself, Anthony Manuel, my good friend, Dr. William Raybar. We're out here in the Canadian Rockies trying to find the grand unified theory of human movement and biomechanics. And joined with us today is the founder of GoTo Movement, one of the movement systems that we have talked about the most on this podcast. The majority of our guests have been GoTo coaches. And Coach Gill is the founder of GoTo Movement. And we have the pleasure of talking to him today. We have the pleasure of having a conversation with uh, Coach Gill, to talk about how he discovered Goda. So thanks for coming on the podcast. We were just about to start a conversation about your background and how you came to find these movement patterns. So let's just, let's just jump right into it, man. Let's just dive right in. Well, my background is I'm an outsider. So I came to the, the space as a client of the Goscue Bath, P.D. Goscue and his team. They actually saved my life. I'm, I was what's called an early adopter to WODA. So WODA, <laughs> in, in its present form in modern-day society, it's, it's overwhelmingly bad. And, and everybody from people who actually work out to people who don't work out are suffering the maladies of WODA. If you look at the joint replacement, joint repair surgeries, it's like 2 million knees plus 500,000 hips are generating. Lumb, uh, lumbar spines, cervical spines, like 2 million. Achilles shreds, quarter of a million. ACL shreds, like quarter. It's bad. It's only getting worse. Like you would think, we have all these brilliant people like Stuart McGill and uh, Thomas Myers and, and Wesley Wong and the Starrettes and everybody, but it's only getting worse. It's like there's no stopping this joint degeneration train. So I was an early adopter to that. I, I was... Uh, I was a child, and my first sign of musculoskeletal disorders was was uh, Osgood Schlatter. Mm. And then, um, then my high school basketball coach said I had bad feet, bad hips. He cut me off the team. I was 6'4", 200 pounds, could slam dunk. I was, but, but I couldn't do it go. I wasn't smooth. I wasn't MJ-like. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if you know anything about Woda, it's basically an irregular spiral wave. It's done backwards. So it hurts if enough reps are put on it and if, or if there's enough weight put on it. And this is why we have just a, a, a rash of repetitive stress injuries, everything from plantar fasc to patellofemoral to IT band syndrome. Um, it's just people are not moving the ancient way. We're not moving to the fabric of what we came out to, of the womb. There's a certain fabric. And we're all given this fabric from our ancestors. And all we have to do is honor it, and we're good. The challenge is we can't honor it. So I was an early adopter to it. I was a good slaughter. I had to quit football. I had knees that would, would swell. Then I started getting some back pain. And when I was 21, I had a back episode, back squatting a 45-pound bar um, with, with a couple of 25s on it. I was doing all the standard stuff that was supposed to be good, the deads, the military presses, the bicep curls, the tricep extensions. You know, everything was about muscle, about muscle growth and muscle build. So somewhere along the line, we went, we got away from joint integrity, what I call a life cycle of anti-fragility. That means over 100 years old at the joint level to this thing where we're building muscle. Um, 
and now and, and, and when you have slow motion video and you can kind of decode, especially for me, um, once I became what's called a certified postural assessment specialist with the Yukoski method, and I was struggling with his stuff. I was doing triathlons back in uh, in uh, in 08, 09, and playing a lot of golf, and I was getting femoral acetabular impingement, and I was getting a lot of stuff even after I became certified in the method. So I, I started to reach out uh, to the YouTube videos because YouTube came out in 05, and some of the upload taping was New Atlantic, um, uh, National Geographic, and they started to upload indigenous tribes in their natural state, especially the ones in the Northwest Amazon, the Zoe, the, uh, the Wild, Wildillians, and then the uh, Karubu. And if you watch these tribes in slow motion video, and because I was a golfer, I adopted slow motion video. I didn't think nothing of it. I thought everybody knew about slow motion video because the iPad came out in 10. So once you had the iPad, YouTube, and the ability to scrape and watch video, I could see the pressure wave. I could see the energy opening and closing. And I just couldn't figure out why nobody was coaching the pressure wave. Now, my backstory is I had 40 back episodes from 41. I mean, from uh, from 21 years old to 33. And I haven't had one since. So I lived my life with three degenerative discs. I got 67 sprint triathlons under my belt, about thousands of rounds of golf. So I live almost pain-free. But I do I do have the residue of, of, of WODA, which is degenerative disc at three levels of my lumbar spine. And my, my Osgood Schlatter never went away. Now, some things I caught early enough, like I had double ro rotator cuff impingement. I had sinus problems that I got to go away. I had, uh, you know, feet and ankle problems I got to go away. So a lot of the stuff I caught, I caught before it was too bad. But, man, once you hurt yourself real bad, it, you don't come back. You degenerate a disc. I mean, I got cadaver discs. Tiger Woods has one. But, man, it's tough to come back, you know. So I have to live my life with these irregular pieces of my body and uh but with goaded it's i really kind of live a normal life but yeah so i was an egoscue therapist at night just messing around and uh, um helping friends and family and then one day i saw the code and i was like oh shit we're not honoring the code you know i mean there it is the living spiral it's in flowers it's in the universal movement of everything it's in hurricanes it's a tornadic event it's in the vortex and when you watch a human being move forward through space, the human being is moving linearly, but the ball and sockets all over the body are not. The energy is coming from circles, but the body's moving forward. That's why the whole thing was created off of a cadaver. They just reached an arm up and said, hey, there's flexion and there's extension and there's, <laughs> you know, rotation. And it's like, man, it's none of that or it's all of that. You know, it's just one perpetual motion cycle. And I figured out early along that was all it, it, without the foot and ankle behaving, nothing upstairs is ever going to work. So it's been feet, feet, ankle, feet, feet, ankle, feet, feet, ankle. And if you look at the way the tiles kind of sits into the top of the foot, it just sits there. It's ready to swivel. You know, it just has to swivel. And the, and the upstairs hip has to swivel. And the hardest part for most people to understand is that swiveling needs to happen in an RPM sink. So if the ankle's swiveling to the 22.5 and the hip's swiveling, they have to happen at the, at the same synchronization rate, at the same RPM. Because if not, then what's in the middle? The knee. And the knee will just get shredded. And that's what's going on. The knees are just being shredded. at It's outrageous, exponential rates. 
But yeah, so once I started to see the energy wave, especially in them indigenous tribes, then I had the knowledge from Pete. Pete's really was a genius. I, I think I finished his work. Um, but uh, he always talked about these late crawling super babies, and he always talked about how the indigenous people were functional. Now, that word function I hate because it's a nominalization. It ends with T-I-O-N. It's too fluffy. If I say <laughs> external rotation, rotate your ankle out 22.5, I'm giving the exact math there. If you just say, hey, man, I need some more external rotation, well, that's external rotation, but so is that. So if you talk to these guys that have biomechanical degrees and anatomical physiology degrees, a lot of times in their writing and in their vocabulary, it's just loaded with words that end in T-I-O-N. And you, it's such a cloudy way to communicate. You can't even understand what they're saying at a certain point in time. It's almost like uh, hypnotherapy. You well, know? There's, there's no way to uh, describe the rotary motion. And I come from that world, right? Everything is linear. That's why they, they can't understand. Or when I try to bring this across to academics, they can't understand what I'm talking about because there's no language in the rotary motion. So it really is we had to create the linear language. rotary. That's the paradigm switch. And once you get that, it really changes things. However, I'm not seeing anybody address this but you, and you're the first one that I came upon. And I was like, that's it. At the time, I was doing functional patterns type of training where I was trying to link muscles together. And I thought that was the key to do sequences of muscles firing together. I heard your work. I'm like, this is it. This is definitely yeah. a long way. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go towards this and because drop this and way more fruit. Because... Because I'm, a, I'm an outsider, okay? So I would read the books. Pete had me read book after book after book. And I remember after reading, like I was reading Thomas Myers' book, and I'm like, I called in the home office. I'm like, man, do I really need to know what distal metatarsals are? I mean, what's, what's that going to do? I'm sitting here for two hours in this crunched up position reading another book and another book. And I was like, don't I have to do the work? Don't we have to? It's C-field technology. And, and then finally I got somebody to admit, yeah, we just... It's just more words you're learning. You got to do the work. You actually have to do the work, the kinesthetic work, in order to become a goda. You can't read yourself to goda, which is the problem, you know. Um, so I started to try to just figure out why his method, which was like leading the field back then, wasn't helping me at a certain point. I kept hitting these walls. And because I'm a big guy, I was, I was like, before I degenerated three discs, I was 6'4", 220, and then I couldn't work out for like a decade. So I, I got a real fat there for a while to 290. Now I'm like 250. But but a big guy that does one thing out of sequence, it hurts. So I had that kinesthetic wisdom from Pete teaching me about pain. It's the ancient wisdom. It's all your ancestors giving you the code that you're doing something wrong. If you're in pain. That's the answers. You're, you're getting the answers from your ancestors. So you have to got to decode that. So, you know, so I would, I would, I would watch these these indigenous tribes in slow motion video, especially the the Waldenians, the Zoe, and the Karubu out of the out of uh, out of the uh, northwestern Amazon. They didn't wear shoes, not like the Maasai, some of the African tribes. They put on sandals, and the minute you put on sandals, the big toe starts to go straight instead of the second toe straight, and then it changes the way the ankle uh, gyroscope articulates. See, we call it a gyroscope. Because you just sit there articulating the ankle, and in the foot, it's just kind of like a half dome, three arches, and everything just kind of sets in there so that the ankle can just swivel. Boy, when that ankle's swiveling nice, and mine really doesn't, not at my age, and then at the hip, and man, once you get that going, then you can 
you can roll on upstairs to the spine and shoulders and kind of sync everything up. Then you get Michael Jordan. But, but you know, it's not easy. It's easy for us to talk about it, right? But to, to recode is difficult. You know, it's easy to get out of pain because all you got to do is decompress the body, set a good landing. But, but man, some of this stuff is, is high level. takes a long time. But you're right, Doc. When you have a mapping system and you have language and nomenclature that feeds a, 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 a way to understand it where you'll never understand it, you yeah. know, you, you, got the wrong, you got the wrong language. It's, it's, energy, it's more associated with the laws of thermodynamics and less associated with cadaver science pieces and parts. So you just think about live movement. We're alive in spirals then your brain will open up and you'll be able to see the pressure wave. And then once you see the pressure wave in a hundred year old, like Ida Keeling or Julia Hawkins running around at the track and field world champions, like why, why don't I want to be that person? The hundred year old that can run pain free instead of all these Mr. Olympias that are just, they wrecked, they die early. Um, you know, the power lifters, they're all in, they, not a, nobody gets out of this. Nobody with bad movement gets out of it. They get my age, 55, 56, 57, everybody's having surgery. 10 years from now, it's even worse. So mm. it's, a, it's a mathematical living spiral code that's given to us by our ancestors. And we don't have the capacity now in our society to honor it. I'm in, I'm in a truck right now in a night about 90 degrees. I got a ride an hour and a half home. It's just bad, you know? You know, if you really want to do this right, you got to get rid of your furniture. You got to get rid of your car. So you can't do it. So what we have to do as go to coaches is is mitigate the modern day lifestyle and replace it with 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 the code. And we call that go to the greatest of all time actions used by the greatest of all time athletes. And it's just a spiral code. And it's it's undeniable in slow motion video. Um, and if you deny it, you're going to end up hurt. All you got to do is look at these guys. Cook had a Gray Cook had a shoulder surgery in 2000, I think, 10. Starrett just had a new knee. Wesley Wong just got a new knee. And everybody just, oh, you know, I just couldn't buffer it. I'm going to go have surgery. So, and I'm like, you know, I'm not having surgery. Not, not if I can avoid it. Well, it's an, it's an issue of trust too, right? Who do you trust? I come from the academic world where it was science, you know, research peer review papers. And that's the truth, right? And then you have the offshoots of that, which are Gray Cook, Stu McGill, Eric Cressy, um, you know, FMS, all those systems that were linear. I know now they're linear. I didn't know at the time. So none of it gave me fruit. It was all just small pieces here and there, but I didn't know how to put it together. And until the rotary motions, until the energy math, until I felt it, I couldn't understand it. So it's really hard for me to bridge to the linear world. How would you do that? How, how are you going about that now? How are you trying to? It's so difficult. It's so difficult. Um, man, I don't know. I just do it one person at a time, you know. Now we got people like RJ Archibald and Lo DeBoe and Ricky Stanzi. They're, they're part of the enhancement team. Now, my work is being – it's being up-leveled by these guys. You know, they're just sitting around all day thinking about how to how to get somebody recoded faster. Um, but I, I think what you have to keep doing is what I've been doing for a decade is keep talking about – these numbers, these horrific numbers, and that the pain in your mm. body is telling you something's wrong. It doesn't, you can't read your way out of it. You can't. So these biomechanists and these, and these physical therapists and these anatomical physiologists, uh, 
sooner or later they're going to have to raise their hand and say, yeah, I'm having surgery about every four years, you know, and I don't know why, and I don't know what I missed. And maybe these go to guys, go to gals, maybe they have something over there. Maybe I should go take a peek. And all you got to do is take one little peek, get one little recode, one, maybe five exercises for about a month, and your brain starts to tell you what's right. You know, the kinesthetic wisdom, the intelligence, the first language is, well, what? See, feel. Linguistics came later, the writings and, and, and the vocabulary. See, feel was the first language. It's all we're doing is going back to the original languages. Feel the ground. See where you're going. Feel the ground. What's the terrain like? Put your hands, put your foot on the terrain. Let the gyroscopes above it. It doesn't matter if you're a, a human being or a dog or a lizard. It's, we're all kind of using the mathematics in similar ways. Uh, but, but it's very difficult, Doc. I wish I had an answer for you uh, other than one person at a time, change one person at a time, get one person at a time out of, out of pain, show one person at a time in slow motion video what a go-to looks like, show them the, the, uh, the global laws, show them how many, violating, how many violators they have in them, which is most people are violating everything. So, and then let them get a start. And if you can get people a start, then they'll get out of pain and they just got to decide how far they want to take it, you know? Some people want to be go to 10. It's like a unicorn. There's very few people. But most people just want to get out of pain. So they get out of pain, and then they'll pain will come back. They'll come back. You know what I'm saying? It's very. It's a very strange business, uh, to say the least. I don't, I don't have all those easier. answers, Doc, to be honest with you. That's okay. Yeah, I feel like it would almost be easier to convince someone who doesn't have um, like a personal investment in their ideas about fitness or their ideas about biomechanics. You know, a lay person who who is very aware of the fact that they have back pain hears about this method that's you know helping people fix their back pain. So let's let's say let's say instead of maybe trying to convince the the biomechanical academia gang about the virtues of Gota. If someone comes to you and it's like, hey, like I'm in pain, they don't know anything about fitness. They're kind of a blank slate. How would you explain what the global laws are to them? And how, like, what would you describe as Yeah, well, we, we do it two them? ways. We have, first of all, we have a, like a board, like a storyboard. So we, we can walk through a hallway, say, man, these, this is what, this is what uh, gyroscope alignment looks like, which is basically posture from the front, from the front view. And, you know, we have some indigenous people and we have some uh, superstar athletes and then we have some kids. And say, notice how the ear is like right over the shoulder and the shoulders like right over the, where the ear, hip and, sh and, and the ankle line up. And then, you know, and notice how the feet are straight. Notice how the kneecaps are straight. Then we have the side view, which is our back chain dominant testing. Then we show them an indigenous person. We show them a child in the back chain dominant natural state. Then we show them the inside ankle bone high supplements, which is which is our, it's our paleo squat or our Bushman squat, and then, and then, the, and then the hinge. And then, we say, and then we say, hey, you're going to get tested on all this. Okay, and then we show them the pressure wave. We load the bow, and then we corner the bow, and then we reset and, and, and we re, reorganize that or recover that. And then we show them the post-movement post fundamentals, which is how you sleep, how you wait at a bar, uh, you know, how you sit and say or while you're studying. And then we test them on, on the first six, which is – which is the, the gyroscope alignment, which is, you know, posture from the front view. And then we test them on back chain dominant. Then we test them, test them. And then we, we walk them and we run them. And then we say, okay, this is how somebody who's a go to 10 looks like. And we'll pull out a Karubu or, or, or Ed Reed and we'll show them. And then we'll show them how they walk in it. And they'll get it. Like they'll see it. 
because we use it in slow motion video. It's like 4K now or something like that. So, and they say, oh, you mean if I, if I could just walk like this and run with these waves and present my body like this, I'll get out of all this pain? Yeah, and, and, and it works every time. But, I mean, it's we try to get away from out vocabularizing somebody. I don't even know if that's a word, but we try to get away from using language to articulate how smart we are and we, we use the iPad to show people mm. how smart the body really is. The body's the smart piece, not you know, not us. So, so we use the iPad, and, and you know, and we can do that all on an iPad too. We say this is columns, this is back chain, this is inside angle behind self when it's squad, this is inside angle. Behind, this is how you land, blah blah blah. Okay, now let's we'll test you, and we use you know, we we use the assessment software. We can overwrite lines when everything is real clean. And then we start. We build a regiment. Say this is your most important thing right now. You you have at risk. You you are at risk for an Achilles shred or an ACL shred because of the landing is so awful. So we have to fix this landing, and at the same time we're going to put you back in your columns when we get to a little back chain diamond. And we'll do that for a month, and then we'll get them started. You know, we'll get just get them started. So let's talk about slow mo a little bit and how it can be misinterpreted because I always hear people go, "Oh, go to the." start slow motion i've been doing it forever it's like not really the way goda has right you don't they don't take into account they've only looked side view because everything's side view assessment i try to find front and back view and they they talk about it a little bit but they don't acknowledge uh the pressure waves basically right so how are you seeing the slow-mo being introduced into uh the field right now do you think it, they're doing justice to what goda has presented or do you think it's going another way another direction yeah, i just think the hardest thing for people to do is to walk away from something that like you said earlier they got so much money invested in their education they got so much money invested and, and you can still use all that right it's all there for you it's a pressure wave you can do your best to explain the pressure wave using biomechanics it's very difficult but you can, i mean if you can really articulate it you could probably get away with it. however I mean, we've got an institute now, and you know, Coach Ricky and Coach RJ and Coach Gary, there's some we're really good at this. So we're we're not discussing these massive, uh, these macro looks at Goda, the bow in the corner. We're now discussing how can we get the foot and ankle complex to reorganize faster. You know, what what is mm. what's going to be a, a a code just for the foot and ankle complex because. We've been doing it for so long. We're like, you know, we, you can do all you want upstairs until this thing down here works. It, it, you, you're you're going to struggle, you know. But as far as slow motion video, I mean, people will be like, yeah, it's, it's always been around. The golf, everything starts in golf, by the way. All them rich people that play golf. So, um, <laughs> But nobody ever took the slow motion video. And, and I, you know, if you can give me credit for a lot of stuff, lining up the gyros, Petey Goscue had that. Uh, back chain diamond. Esther, Esther, uh, Noel Perez was a French documentary, and she 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 drew indigenous people in their natural form, and then she created like a little yoga back chain dominant uh, following, and then and then Esther Gauthier and Kathleen Porter and Jean Couch brought it to America, and they became like famous. They wrote a few books, and that kind of became see the way I used to teach back from from eleven. I figured it out in eleven. The wave, I could see it. Now how I was going to coach it, I had no idea. So what I would do is I would take other people's work and I'd be like, okay, we're gonna work Pete. We'll work Pete's work for gyros. Then we'll work Esther's work for back chain dominant. And then supplements, man, you just gotta you just gotta get in this position, hold on to a pole for 
15 minutes. I just get people to sit there and cook. And then, you know, once I get the pre's, the geometry of pre-movement is going to affect the pressure wave. Or if you get real good at this, you can, and by the way, I'm a little dyslexic. So if you get really good at this, you can watch people run. And then I know how they're going to stand <laughs> just by the way they run. Or you can watch how they stand and you know how they're going to run. Because the geometry of pre-movement is going to be in the pressure wave. It has to. It's a default system. You can't, it's unconscious the way you walk and run and vice versa. So nobody took the video and said, can we use slow motion video and reverse engineer these super movers and then look at the average person in our society and point out the world of characteristics? And that's what I did. Mm. And then I had, so what, I had to decide how to remove Woda. How do we remove Woda? The further you get away from Woda, you go towards Goda. It's just a spectrum. It's just a polarity. It's just a up or a down or a left or a white or black or a white, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, you know. And then, you know, so that's kind of like what I did. And then, uh, and you know, it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because we, we don't really lose that many people. And what mm. I mean by that is once you, once you can go, leave go to and go become a breatharian or you can go become a nutritionist but deep down inside you know the movement code has to come with you no matter what you do it has to because if you start i mean even if i get away from go to for like a month i start working on my yard too much and all that yeah if my eyes get slaughtered start to act up you know it's just uh i'll jump in the recliner a little bit i mean i still got furniture i'm kind of a lazy goat <laughs> So what, so what are the what are the WODA patterns that people tend to fall into? You said WODA is kind of the worst it's ever been in history. We have the most, uh, you know, joint replacements and the most surgeries that, that we're experiencing. I, fuck, that, I, I had a fucking surgery in December, right? And like yeah. from from lifting, from lifting of all things, from doing a snatch, doing a CrossFit workout, I had to get surgery. And this is what brought me to exploring all of this stuff was I had surgery. So what are the WODA inputs? What are the, like, what are the worst well, of all time actions? Well, this. Uh, you know, we, we have an assert weekend right now, and I have to do open ceremonies since I started everything. But, you know, what I tell people is I was an early adopter of this world of stuff. So I was like one of the first people in their 20s that had back pain. I mean, they didn't even know what back pain was in the mid-80s, like young people. But what I did is, because I'm a big boy, is back then all I had was tidy whities you know, like Speedos. And then I gained a little weight when I was 13, and I had a big fire between my thighs. So I started walking with a wide stance. Boom. That wasn't too bright. Then I started sleeping on my belly, heels in, toes out. Hyperlordotic event, eight hours a night. Then I got a skateboard, and I spun the energy the wrong way. So I just became this duck-footed, hip-forward, rounded shoulders, neck forward. I was imploding. Um, those are the big ones. Just repetitive, repetitive patterns. Like you, you should sleep in the fabric of the uh, of the womb, fetal position. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you should, you should, you should rest on the ground. Seiza, cowboy one, cowboy left, cowboy right, crisscross, applesauce, crisscross, uh, long sitting. But you should, it, you know. And again, if people get people give me credit for coming up with what I call in upside down inside ankle bone high. So when I was when I when I had the math, when I had the math, then I could go to a book and say, who can verify the math for me? And I know that's kind of like a flaw 
uh, in the way people think because they call it um, positive reinforcement or something confirmation like that. Confirmation bias. Con confirmation bias, yes. But I could see the good stuff in the walk and the run from the Karubu. So I just needed to figure out why they sat the way they sat and why they whittled wood the way they whittled wood. So I would go uh, into these books, like they got a book called The Well-Balanced Child by um, – uh, what's her name? Uh, it'll come to me. But and then I would see a child development lady, uh, you know, put the illustrations in, and they, there would be a child in Caesar, and I would see the heel away all day. And I'm like, you know, upside down heel away all day seems to be a, a geometry that feeds the walking and the running heel away all day. And I could see how the ankle just flipped upside down. And it just fed the geometry of sitting, fed the geometry of the pressure wave. And I could see that. What do you mean the by better, the flip the up or down? The more, you can say, the more you can say, oh, that's why X sitting creates woda. You can see the geometry. The geometry of this equals the geometry of movement. It's a chicken of the egg that you can't avoid. You can't be duck-footed, wide stance, uh, hyperlordotic, or, 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 or tucked pelvis. And have a good run. It's, I've never seen it. You know, what would you say to somebody who said, um, "Well, the ankle is supposed to collapse in a little bit, so is the arch of the foot, so that you get a recoil. You pronate, you get the tissues longer, and it recoils the other way. It's a yin yang thing." What would you say to that? Is there any room? I, for I that? would say that that exists a hundred percent in our society now. Mm -hmm. It has to. Everybody's woda. And the mathematics of, of, of surgery is telling us it's, it's wrong. I, I just think, if there's 10 million people growing at 15%, and, and you know, you got companies like, like Globus, Medicus, and, and uh, a few of these other publicly traded companies, and this ticker price is going, bah, 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 bah. they already know this. They don't know it's they, people are woda. They just know the mathematics of, of, of what's going on, what's going to happen in the next 20 years of how many people are going to need surgery. Um, so my answer to that is, is everybody in our society is voted. So if you do a study, you're doing a study with a bunch of voters. So the only data you're going to get is voted data. Yeah. It's but what all, about it's like, like Toby or something like that? Uh, marathon runners who collapse in and, and oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know that's if they because, get injured a lot. That's because we have these beautiful things on our feet called tech shoes. <laughs> you know, have you ever heard of uh, uh, Vibram came out with a shoe called Biliki or Bilko, uh, a long time ago, they came out with a shoe, and they said, "Man, you should run with these shoes. Barefoot running is the is the key to everything." McDougal wrote a book called "Born to Run," and, and, and mm -hmm. what they figured out that if you were barefoot, the probabilities of you being a goater was a better. But what happened was people started buying these shoes and wrecking their feet. Well, the the marathon runner that won gold, yeah, the marathon runner that won gold, be keenly or Bill, Bill Keo, I don't remember, but he won gold. He was like 24 years old. He won gold. He ran it barefoot, and he was running it inside ankle bone luck. He come back four years later, and he couldn't make the start of the race. So he wrecked his body in four years. Yeah. You have to go back to the original shoe. There it is, Bikili. Bikila. This is, this is the Bikila, yeah. And wow. that, that, guy won a, that guy won gold. He won a gold medal, and then four years, and then he talks. There's a biography on him. He talks about his, the whole his whole life. He's been basically a crippled up. Oh, brutal! Huh. 
So so he won barefoot and then he had he had issues after that? Correct. Or from running barefoot? Well, from running inside angle bone low. Right. Now, okay. You, you had asked the question, uh, what do you say to these people? And I'm, I'm just like, well, if everybody's running like this and everybody in the study's running like this, then the normal conclusion is this is how we run. It's not until you take a deep dive with these indigenous tribes, especially the ones in the Amazon and never adopted shoes. It's not until you take the deep dive and watch the Zoe, again, the Karubu and the Waldinians, and watch the way they use their feet when they run and walk and jog and say, they don't use their feet like people in the West at all. Like it's a hundred, it's a polarity. It's straight. They got arches in their foot. There's a swing. There's nobody got bunions. It's, 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 it's different. Hmm. Well, I, I'm definitely going to do the deep dive on that because uh, I see it in slow motion. And what you were mentioning earlier about yeah. being able to see, I, I can see the pressure waves. It's almost like the two columns are doing this and the spine is the centerpiece going in between, right? I can see out of the corner of my eye, someone walking. I'm like, okay, I see it in a, how is the energy flowing through the body now? So uh, my question is kind of a pivot off that. Is there any room for stability training in in um, Gota, or is it all pressure wave? It's all pressure waves. You know, one of the things I always say is this. For hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years, some people say that the human organism is somewhere between 2 million and 6 million years total. All we've done for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years is basically get up after a good night's sleep and get to walking forward. We have to had to go find the food. We had to go get the water. We had to go find the sex. We had to go forward. Nobody gets up in the morning and walks backwards. It's all forward. And the forward locomotive behavior is a pressure wave. So what we were coding for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years, maybe a million, is a pressure wave to move forward, to get our tribe from here to there. And then, you know, what happens is, is, is we got these big-ass brains and, you know, we studied and we figured out math and down through the centuries, we added some shoes, especially over there in Britain, them stupid shoes. And then, and then, then, you, then, you, then you got problems. You know, you got wrecked feet. You got people walking with canes later on in life. Um, they just didn't know. They didn't, they didn't have slow motion video. Joe Pilates didn't have slow motion video, you know. Uh, um, they didn't have the mapping system either. Even the yogis were probably go to. 3,000 years ago, then they're trying to meditate themselves into the into the deep divine forces of the universe, and they try to come up with some poses, and that becomes popular. But, you know, if you look, if you go to a yoga studio, everybody's got bunions. So it's, uh, they just didn't know that they didn't know. It, it's, it, it wasn't until, again, I don't like to take all the credit because I had mentors, but it wasn't until I sat down one day and I was like, I'm seeing something in slow motion video that nobody on planet Earth teaches. And I got to figure out why. So I did. I figured out the base, you know, the global laws. And, and, and now we're at a point where it's it's just bigger than me. You know, it's uh, I've got professor coaches and a couple hundred people trying to get people recoded around the world. we got a guy from North, well, South Korea that's in town this week just to, just yeah. to take the kinesthetic dive. we got a guy from Switzerland that's in town this week. And, um, and people are coming around from all around. No, we're kind of expensive too. We're not cheap. So, 
uh, it's worth. It's really worth it, even if you do it for your own friends and family. You know, but the hardest thing to explain to somebody is, you know, I started watching the people with bad knees, bad hips, repetitive stress injury. When they land, there's like a little, um, I would call it an earthquake event, like a tremor. So they land instead of being this smooth, open wave like a beautiful dance. You would see something that like that, but boom, and the inside ankle bone would drop low, but boom, and you see all the energy like jump into the knee, and then you're like, that's mm. why you got knee problems or hip problems, you know, because you slow motion video, you can see that it's not a fluid motion, and if it's not a fluid motion, then all that energy is going somewhere other than the, the pressure wave mu muscles that take everything, which is that mostly it's the back chain, but there's parts of the body that are taking in all that energy, and it's not the joint. You know, so it's 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 very difficult to explain. Like we had we had to come up with our own language because how do you explain to somebody something you see that hasn't been documented let documented yet in in the studies? Mm. Say, man, this is how the this is how the indigenous people do it. Look how smooth it is, and look how they never at risk. And you know, I would hear stuff like. Well, the indigenous people had to pick stuff up. They didn't pick up a thousand pounds. They quartered <laughs> something up, threw it over their shoulder that was 40, and they walked. And then they put it over the other shoulder and they walked. They didn't do anything out there in the bush that would cause them to have a nine contact catastrophe. If anything, they were more secure about the mentality of getting back at the home base. Whatever happens out here, we can't risk an ACL shred because then we come fodder, food. For the predators out there in the in the jungle, so it's 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 it, we've been told a big lie, you know, like they they out there lifting big weights and all that. It's a it's a crock of shit. They kill a monkey that weighs thirty pounds. They tie their feet together and hands together. They put it over their shoulder like a purse and they walk back, you know. And every once in a while they had a big old pig and they would put it on like a big pole and they'd all use one side and they'd go to the other side and they work all together to get all back. They're not trying to pick up a thousand pounds. And it doesn't take long, especially back then, right? Because everything was handed down from our ancestors. It doesn't take long for one of those stories to get out. Well, you know, such and such was 13 years old. He was a big hunter. And then one day he tried to pick up 500 pounds, blew out his back, and we had to leave him for the tigers, you know? And then at, at that point, the, you know, the elders are like, don't do it. You know, these are the rules of the jungle. Don't do it. But we don't have rules. I mean, we could do whatever we want, right? We could deadlift a thousand pounds, we could bench press a million pounds, and then you see all these catastrophic injuries in the weight room, and you're like, people do people not realize that they got to live to my age, 56, 57, or longer? And you want to be <laughs> free when you get up here. You don't want to be all beat up, limping around, having to get a new hip every other year. You want to feel great, and you can't do that with water characteristics. It's it's it just doesn't work. I'm telling you, it's bad. At my age, you got water. And you like to move, it's bad. Because you only have, uh, uh, you know, all that cartilage only has a certain lifestyle anyway, uh, maybe 105 years. And you're using it wrong. I, I do notice. Your, your... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 please. Uh, I do notice a lot of the elderly people that I look at that can move really well are in the go to pattern. <laughs> so when I was first discovering go to, this is a hilarious story. When I was first discovering go to, there's a Gota in town here. I live in a small town. And uh, somebody was asking me a biking question. I'm like, hmm, how do you bike Gota? And he was biking by me one day. And I look by and he's on the outside pressure of his foot, just 
same thing, Bowen Corner, right? It's Bowen, Bowen Corner. Corner. Yeah. So um, how do you – okay, so if I do a bow, it's a snapshot in time. Like if I'm taking Correct. that picture, it's a snapshot in time. Like is there a – you just look at it like a landing position, right? Like how how do you parse that out? Ooh. Well, because it's 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 we we try not to parse anything out, but you know you have to in order to get people to work on. It. And what I mean by that is, it's just one big energy wave from the foot all the way to the head, you know, or the or the hands. I like to say it's all distal to distal, but you know you have to start somewhere, Doc. You got you got to say most of our problems in our society there's a lot of shoulder surgeries but most of it's knees and hips you know so we have got to get people's feet working right and then we have got to synchronize that ankle with that hip that rpm sync has to come first and you don't have to be a star go to to be okay in the walk you know as long as you can get your feet in column and get get in the back chain and then start to feel a little a little open and then a little close on every landing a little open leverage then after a while, you can you can keep that inside ankle bone high. You can do the work, you know, that we got on the DIY Rico 225 while coaching. And you just, you're just on a journey. The, the hardest part for people to understand is you have to take the U-turn somewhere. You can't just be keep going to water. It hurts, you know, mm-hmm. and your body's telling you it's wrong. So what we do, we had to do that. We had to do that bow, corner, heel away all day. That was for marketing reasons. So we had to start to show people. Hey, man, if you don't see this, you're going to hurt. If you don't see this heel away all day, you're going to hurt. If you don't see this, you're going to hurt. Um, and then people can see it. Hey, man, there's no bow. That's a straight-legged landing. And you know if you got a straight-legged landing and, and inside ankle bone low, you're going to have knee pain, knee or hip pain. And Because we've assessed so many people down through the years. Um, but, you know, we kind of use those initial – geometries those still pictures to, in order to get the company to turn order to heal more people hmm. do you have a cue for someone who is learning to kind of walk inside ankle bone high because obviously when you when you learn about this stuff i i, I discovered go to mm, just under a year ago dove into three code 225 um, you know, work, worked with a go to coach now a little bit more in depth and, and getting the patterns, but you get excited about it, right? So you want to tell your friends and you want to try and get them in the math as much as you can. Right. And, uh, you know, the thing that I would tell them is get your feet, you know, a little bit narrower so that you're, they're underneath your hips, walk on the outside edge and boomerang them in. Yeah. That's the, that's the cue that I was like, do you have a cue for someone to kind of keep them inside ankle bone high so that the, when they're walking or they're in motion, they have that, well, that, depends kin- on that, depends that awareness. On how bad they are. If they're really bad, we get a lot of these young kids in there with navicular bones almost on the ground. And I'm like, okay, blade walking. Why? Because I just want them to feel the outside of their feet. They don't even know what the outside of their feet are. So I just put them on the outside blades and let them feel like a little wave, a little pressure wave. And then if we can get them into some of the inside ankle bone high stuff, we can rebuild the arches. And they're just going to have to come along a little bit at a time. Um, back chain down, the spinner walks. Line walking is good. So one of the things that I did a long time ago is I figured out that those gymnasts, a lot of them had straight feet. Well, they're on, they're on that... Uh, that straight bar. It's about four feet in the air. Um, mm-hmm. What's it called? And they would just walk it and turn around and walk it. And if you walk in a straight line, like a models actually cross over. But if you walk in a straight line, like you walk down the street, pick a white line, just walk it. You can almost feel a corner. 
because because mm -hmm. you uh you you know you've kind of overcompensated to a super narrow stance. So line walking, mm -hmm. back chain dominant spinners, blade walking, those were all. And we used to walk the line for miles. Me and a few triathlete buddies that were kind of woe man, let's just keep walking like this. Just keep doing it. And then one day, one day, man, you know, get back in your columns and try to get a pressure wave for five. But and it was just my way of trying to figure out how to recode the feet, you know, through through reps. So mm. you know, if you got if you got a product like Recode225.com, you know, you're doing a lot of wall work, you're doing a lot of ground work, you're doing a lot of um, you're doing a lot of uh, bows and corners, um, but you're not doing a lot of walking, you know. And I, I mm -hmm. wish I could tell you that it was easy, super easy, but. I think if you could do a three-mile walk every night, that would help a lot, especially inside ankle bone high straight foot with a pressure wave. Now, all it is is recoding through 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 reps, through cycles, you know. Yeah. Uh, but there's only so much well, that, you can do. It depends, that, you know. And then if you go put on a shitty pair of Nike shoes or something, you're going back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, so how how do shoes make a person more woda? Like, let's say that that pair of Nike shoes with the you know, the thick insoles and everything. Like, how does that contribute to water behavior? Well, it doesn't let the foot operate the way it was designed. You know, if you mm. see everybody who wears tight shoes, they got no space between their toes. A lot of them have flat feet, inside ankle bone low. Uh, it just won't let the, you put your foot in a cast. I mean, could you imagine putting your hands in a, in a cast every day and then, and then trying to go work? And then your hand just looks like this. That's what happens to the foot. It's just mm -hmm. you put it in a cast every morning. I try not to wear any shoes where I can't wiggle my toes and don't have a wide toe box and, uh, you know, zero drop. Because, um, I mean, I just don't want to get hurt anymore. I mean, I hadn't been hurt in 30 years. I kind of like it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, look, if I could take a long walk and play a little golf and do a few sprint triathlons, do a little hike, and I'm happy. I'm just, uh, I'm just firmly against destroying your own body for no reason at all. And, and you know, we, we, we know through the slow motion video – that that those boulder patterns are sitting there ready to be adopted in the weightlifting community, in the sports performance community, in, in, in communities like CrossFit. I mean, it's just, I feel sorry for those people. I mean, I know that it's like they're glorious and they, and you know, they, they're getting gold medals and they win in their CrossFit age groups. So, but man, that hurts. Later on, when you get older, it hurts. You need new hips, new knees. And you start to wonder if it was all worth it. You know, to me, it's like you're growing up and you got a real bad habit like cocaine. Use. You got you got to get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't you can't do cocaine for 30 years. It doesn't work. <laughs> you know, your cardiovascular system gets destroyed. So and that's the same thing with water. If you do it long enough and what, what happens is you got these skinny, skinny ectomorph body types and they can buffer it for like decades, you know, and then when they go get a Surgery, like, oh, it's just a little cleanup. And then they buy themselves another 10 years. But they weigh 140 dripping wet, you know? So they get away with it because they have less mass. But, man, you're a big boy like me, and you woe that shit hurts, like, right now. <laughs> I don't have to wait a decade. Like, my knee hurts right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's – but, I mean, you know, it. Uh, I'm doing the best I can. Uh, and the guys, we're doing the best we can. The gals, we, we're doing the best we can to change one person at a time. But the energy wave is the energy wave. We're living organisms. It's all living organisms moving these spiral patterns, and we are stardust. And if you, you know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to honor that, well, you know, 
the orthopedics are making a fortune, man. They their kids got to go to Harvard, Yale. They're gonna be had the, They're gonna be happy to put your scalp on you, open you up, clean you up, throw you back out there. <laughs> it's just the way it is. I wish I wish I could tell you it was different, but it's not. I've been doing this a long time. I got my own friends won't listen. Yeah, I'm just gonna get my new knee. All right, you know. <laughs> but I mean, it, it it. But as a healer, especially you, Doc, you can't do that. Like a lot of times. A lot of times healers will ignore me and I'm like, okay, all right, but, but, but they're doing it for the money. They're not doing it to really heal people. Mm. You ignore gold, you're doing it for the money. You got in it for the money. It's really tough. A lot of people, you know, spend over $100,000 on their education and it's literally the antithesis. It's linear cadaver science and that's how you learn on the table. Somebody's on the table, what part hurts, fix that part, Right. There's no room for uh, another system or another language. And I think in most people's mind, right? And the studies have to precede that, really. Um, if you don't study what you're actually looking at, if you don't study GOTA, you won't have a study for GOTA, right? So um, when people say there's no studies for GOTA, well, you're not actually looking at it. You're looking at WOTA and trying to extrapolate that that means it goes against GOTA, right? I find a lot of scientists do that. I wanted to kind of pivot from that though, and ask you about your own internal cueing, because you've been at this for a while. I'm going to give you an example. When I go for a walk, I use it meditative. I feel different parts of my body, the bottom of my feet, my yes. hips, yes. spine moves. Is that kind yes. of what you do? Or? Yes. Yes. And I can tell you the more awareness you bring to your feet, if you get really good at moving pressure around your feet, you'll feel it up here. Like, you know, if I play around with foot pressure and then I can kind of move the energy around, it's centimeters, millimeters, makes a huge difference. You know, I've got, um, hold on a sec. I use this as a metaphor. So when you set the bow, look how small the top of the bottle is, right? Tiny. But look how big the bottom is. So when you set the bow at the 22.5, look at the logo. It opens up, opens up. But look at my finger up top. It moves my middle finger. It moves a lot. But look at the bottom of the cap. It just looks like it's barely moving. And when you're playing around with long walks, long hikes, and you're moving pressure around in your feet, what's going on down there, even at the millimeter level, you can, you can feel it up top at the head. And yes, so you're on the right track, Doc. Kinesthetic intelligence, how do we even quantify the conversation that we're having right now? How do we write a book? It has to be 10,000 pages. I mean, you know, just the, just the foot is 26 bones, 33 joints, a thigh, I don't know, 10,000 nerve endings. I mean, it's, it's, it, we, we can sit here and act like with Stuart McGill and Kelly Starrett with these rich, elaborate vocabulary. But the fact is, there's so much more going on that's been given to us by our ancestors that, that to go too far into the micros, you can lose yourself in the micros, you know? That's why I kind of just stick to the macros. Look, man, you, we got to build arches in your feet so it looks like a nice half dome so that that ankle above it will sit it. The inside ankle bone needs to sit inside ankle bone high at mm. about the same angle as if you were had it north to south, right, 22.5. The inside ankle bone has to stay high. Right there, boy. When it when it rocks into a, a bow, 
just rocks, whap. And then the above hip with the neck is usually pointed at the same angle. It'll rock. Then all the knee does is hinge. That's the beauty of Goda. The knee's just designed to hinge. It's got a little play in it. We all know that. But if the ankle bone moves open 22.5 at the right angle and the hip moves open in the same synchronization pattern, the RPM, then the knee just is still doing this. It's never, mm. it's never like being sheared. When the inside ankle bone goes low and then the upstairs gyro's going out, what's happening at the knee level? It's just in the middle of being shredded, you know? Kelly Starrett calls that shearing forces, but uh, it's just un, it's uncoordinated. It's unsynced. It's un-RPM'd. You got two pieces of the body doing two different things, and you don't see that in indigenous tribes. You don't see the RPM unsynchronization. That's why we call it dis mm -hmm. disorganized upper and lower limbs. The really complicated part is, guys, man, that foot and ankle complex, is, it's just sticky. We've been sitting around for decades. We're putting cast on our feet. There's concrete out there we can't walk on. Um, you know, we can't do an ass-to-ground squat. We can't put our hands flat on the floor anymore. It's a mess. So and you then, think the, the the foot the foot and ankle complex is probably the biggest point of focus that anyone should be addressing first and foremost. I would say because, so. That's why you can't be in a wide stance, Anthony. Hmm. You can't be in a wide the, stance. That was me, like you know, the sumo deadlift guy, like the externally rotated hips, wide, wide feet, everything. You know, everything was was squatting, turning the feet out anything to give me more room in the hips, right? Because you wanted to squat deep. You wanted to do all this stuff. and That's um, all you knew, though. Yeah, exactly. See, I just, I just think that if you really, you know, we've got all these public service announcements for everything, smoking, Surgeon General, uh, le uh, illegal drug use, even, even pharmacy, overuse of pharmaceuticals. We've got all these public service announcements for everything, right? But we don't have them for the musculoskeletal system. We don't have something that says, hey, for hundreds of thousands of years, the human species has been doing this. And we've adopted to that. The stimulus has created the organism. The organism does not have a choice. This is who we are. Ten fingers, ten toes, ball and socket joints everywhere, energy way. If you violate the wave with sumo deadlifts and back squats and hip thrusts, you're just going to pull a hip flexor and, you know, it's going to come off the bone and then you're going to go in and clean it all up. Well, you're going to destroy your knees. And it's because in slow motion video, it's just, it's just obvious as, as it's just obvious as daylight. Uh, yeah, your inside ankle bone low, your feet's landing crooked. The, you know, the tibia is taking a deep dive to the inside while the upstairs hip gyro is trying to create a bow. Now, could you imagine upstairs is going this way, downstairs is going the other way? That don't happen in Goda. No. Does anybody yeah. ever? Sorry, go ahead, Anthony. No, no, please, please go ahead. Please go ahead. I was, I was gonna say, does anyone ever uh, debate you on the slow mo that you put out? By the way, I love your slow mo. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's uh, very mean, blunt I, and to the point, and like, yes. I does anyone do ever more. debate you on it? Yeah, but they try to do it with the cadaver science uh, language. They try to use biomechanics, and you know. Planes of motion, say pieces and parts. And like, I don't need, I, I, you know, somebody like Kelly Starrett, so brilliant. 
at the language of, of the human body that it, it can make anybody believe anything. That's why without slow motion video, I got no chance. I have got to slow it down and say, I can't beat these guys with degrees, but I can show them slow motion video that this walk or this walk looks like this deadlift. And everybody that does this walk for three decades needs a new hip. All you got to do is go down to the orthopedic surgeon's office, go right by the reception area and take the seat right by the door and then put your phone on and just hang out there for two hours and watch the people come in inside ankle bone low with canes all day long. You know, and after a while, you're like, there's got to be one or two goaters that's going to walk in here and pay, and they don't show up because the goaters out there working. They're working in the fields, working, doing this, doing something, they're moving around. They're not in pain. So if you're not in pain, you don't go to the doctor, right? So you don't see those people in the orthopedic uh, waiting rooms. All you see is inside ankle bone low, uh, uh, perfectionist. So that, but my thing is always, without slow motion video, we wouldn't even exist. Without slow motion, without Instagram, we probably, it would, we, we, Instagram probably put us 10 years in front. Mm. Because, I mean, we got all this advertising for free, you know, people looking. But, I mean, it's very difficult, to be honest with you. I mean, they, when I studied gait with, with Pete, it was like toe-off. And then you look at indigenous people, and you can't be really powerfully on, on the strong side of your foot with, with everything properly in sequence and, and be collapsing in the toe-off. I mean, the, the, thumb, the, the toe's there for a little stability. But it's not really toe off. It's heel away all day. You know, manipulating energy right off the ground. Toe so, off so is the, disaster. The, so the big toe doesn't push the the energy off. It sort of just acts as a balance. Yeah. And the go to model, your your that energy. There is no real push off necessarily. You're you're kind of more funneling the energy Correct. around the corner. And, and, okay. and we always assume flat terrain, but I mean, you know, the original. Indigenous people never had flat terrain. It was always, yeah. you know, trails and, and and mountains and hills and all that. So the foot's ready to, to find the terrain. And then, and then the gyros upstairs are just working in a sequence, an RPM sync, synced up sequence. Um, now we live in a time where, you know, everything's concrete. We got shoes. We're doing the best we can under the circumstances. But, you know, back to your original question is, it's hard to have a debate with people when not when you, when they don't have an iPad. You don't have an iPad. You're not using um, uh, markers. Say, man, I use mm -hmm. markers, bony landmarks. This is how Pete taught me to do it, and I've adopted it in Goda. And I can use these bony landmarks to give you an idea of what a pressure wave looks like. And I can show you people at 100 years old using the pressure wave without knee braces, uh, physio tape, you know. And then I can show you people in it. 40s that need surgery that are doing the exact opposite. We call it whoa. Let me show you in slow motion video. Without slow motion video, I can't win. Because mm -hmm. I mean, you know, these guys go to school for 10, 12, 13 years. They, they can articulate biomechanics at levels that, I mean, you know, it's like hypnotism. You don't even understand what they, it just sounds good. You know, if somebody sounds real good, they can get you to do some, some, squirrel, some squirrely stuff. Joel C, <laughs> Dr. Joel Seedman's like that. He's a big linear guy i'm like oh this stuff is terrible but i mean he don't know really... he don't know that he don't know and he's such an intelligent person uh he's, he's dangerous <laughs> dangerously intelligent i love it right <laughs> like that would brace the car i mean 
There ain't no corporates in the indigenous community. Where'd they get it from? Like, imagine this for a second. This is what I tell the coaches. If you were going to take one tribe, the Karubu, and you were going to um, use them as the model, you got to have a model. And my model was the indigenous people. And then, I, and then as I saw the children model the indigenous people, and then I saw the 100-year-olds that, that, that could do it model the – then when I saw the super athletes do it, eventually you have to come to the conclusion that this is the way. This, the, this is who we are. That we come out the womb inside ankle bone high, right? Heal away all day, and inside wrist bone high. So, you, and, and if you can honor that, that ancient hand down, then it's much easier to, to reconcile the fact that hey, man, your hundred thousand dollar education is good, and we can use it over here. You know, you can take some of this go to spiral living mathematics and and articulate the best you can biomechanics and and, and you know, cadaver science into it, but. And, and then maybe we can make some headway into academia. But but until then, we just got to change one person at a time. Mm. But it's just one one person at a time, one recode at a time, one assessment at a time, one slow motion video at a time. Um, you know, try not to wreck yourself. Just well, I know too, we we are two we are two people who were recoding. You know, we're both recoded and still in the process of recoding you know like we, we well we it's, it's a never-ending journey i wish i could tell you i wish i could tell you that it, most people don't have enough time to be go to 10 you know you gotta if, hmm. if they say the average indigenous person rests seven hours a day on the ground just wrap your head around that <laughs> seven hours a day on the ground how are we even to come close to one hour a day or two hours a day so I, like one hour a day on the ground is a workout like yeah. that's <laughs> you know that's that's a that's a challenge is like how you know I'll, I'll sometimes try to film these uh these podcasts completely on the ground and i'm you know i'm shifting but by the end of the hour i'm like dang i feel jacked up i need to like get me in a chair get me standing and walking again for heaven's sakes right like i'll, I'll be in Caesar or cowboy and i'm switching between these positions but after like you know if if and god forbid you know we, we get carried away in the the podcast that lasts a couple hours and i'm just like i'm like, like my whole body is just like, it's, it's true. It's fighting against it so much because I've been sitting in chairs like this for, for how many years. And I spent, you know, 10 years getting to a point where I could deadlift 500 pounds or squat 450 pounds, right? Like it's my, my body is not used to it. So even for an hour, it's challenging, right? So that, that would be a cool goal to have, you, you know, you're, you're talking about sitting in your car for an extended period of time. We've been sitting here for an hour, all of us huh? talking already and you you have a longer drive what are you going to do to kind of reverse that that woda input after you have been sitting for so long yeah i mean i just jump in Caesar when i get home do a bunch of rockers mm -hmm. rocker corners go through the gyros just kind of manipulate them so I, they know that they know that i'm paying attention you know it's just a back and forth language of my kinesthetics hey man don't don't forget who you are get in there and work the gyros you know and then try to take a nice little walk and then sleep in fetal position. And, you know, if you do an eight-hour fetal sleep, that helps. Because mm. now you got eight hours is, on your side. Does the firmness of the mattress, do you find that that makes a big difference? Do you, yeah. do you like, try to sleep? You sleep with, a like, a, like a pillow, too, so that your neck is kind of neutral? Yeah, or? It's, 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 you're not supposed to, but, I mean, I do. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it is I what it if is. It, if, it, if it helps, it helps, right? 
Yeah. I try to keep no pillow between my legs. I try to keep my my, my thighs like wrapped around in, in, in two corners. I try to keep mm. uh, the arches of my foot like like a puzzle to just kind of sit inside each other. And then I just try to keep, you know, one arm under. And then the other mm. arm just down the side as best I can. But, you know, you got to remember, I was I was a high-level woder. I was the woder of all woders. I got three degenerative discs. I got all kind of problems that... I'll never be able to get back, right? So even mm. even when it comes to all the suppleness stuff, I'm fighting old injuries for the rest of my life. That's why the best thing to do is to be a goda and then keep if you sleep well, you got a good fifteen minutes a day to, to honor goda. If you walk well, you can kind of stay out of chairs as much as possible. You'll do well. Because mm. the body's so resilient. That's what people understand. When the pain comes, you're so far away from goda. The body's really anti-fragile and super resilient. How do you think we walked out of the woods? But, that, you know, the pain was just our way of saying something's wrong. So in our society, it's just it's just pervasive. You know, pain is pervasive. We're so far away from that, that organism that walked out of the woods. Um, and we're just imploding. And, and you know, the, the mathematics of joint surgery is proving that. Well, I can see that in, in almost all my patients, they come in and I, I just look at the tissue, let's say it's a low back and it's screaming, it, it's literally screaming. And I'm, I'm like, how does this person live? And I was this person three years ago, right? So uh, I think you're right on about that. Um, do you do any myofascial release or any massage or anything along I those lines? I don't, but yeah. I'm not against it. I think you should do anything that if they can, if they can move your body towards go, go to like, like we have some stuff, a hyperbaric chamber, and we have a cryo machine, and we have uh, a few guys that do like Aaron Mattis's work, isolated stretching. Um, you know, I'm not against anything. I mean, look, Ida Roth created her system, and and she has a little baby picture and her in her system showing somebody in the back chain. But you know, we got a lot of offers that come in there a mess. Yeah. So you really can't. If you, man, if you manipulate somebody with your hands or if you subluxate people as a chiropractor and you don't put them in Caesar right after that beautiful articulation sequence or you don't tell them to go take a nice little one-mile walk, they're just going to get back in their car. <laughs> and they're going to ruin all that nice work you did. You know? It's like, man, you're trying to heal them and they, they're going right back in their car. Posterior pelvic tilt, knees out, front chain dominant. Terrible. That, Terrible goes to your, that goes to your point before. I'm I wouldn't say as my role as a chiropractor, I'm really a healer. I'm a yeah. getting you out of pain guy, you know, and that's what most people look at me. It's like bone cracker, which I actually don't even do. I don't do any of the subluxation based stuff, but most people look at me as the guy to get rid of pain, and then that's it, right? So yeah. it's interesting because people hit the red line, come see me, get under the red line, and then they'll go back to their a regular thing right so i love goda in in that i i can bring it to my patients and have them just easy principles to stick by in between sessions and i'll i'll throw in here just do this bow here i've had tons of success just throwing in little pieces here and there and that's kind of how i'm doing it how i'm bringing it to the to the patients right well and that speaks back to the reflection of how resilient we really are if you just get people moving towards the mathematics of Goda, they're going to feel 100% better. 
because the body's really talking to him and saying, hey, man, we can't keep moving this way towards the water spectrum. we got to move that way. So when you make them take a U-turn, right, U-turn, go back towards Gota, they're going to feel great. They're going to think you're a genius. But all you're doing is giving back their, their original code, you know, the original the baseline spec. of movement. Yeah, that baseline. I think uh, I love the idea of Gota being a way to stop the bleeding. Um, because, you know, the, the way that people are getting into pain are expressed through these Buddha behaviors. It's expressed through these, these re, you know, repetitive wear and tear behavior patterns that also set your life up to continue to, to, to wear and tear on your body, right? It's not just the one incident. Like, yeah, you might have hurt yourself lifting. You go to Will, you get, you know, the high-powered cupping and you feel better. But then you go do the thing again, your body's still moving the same way. It's still wearing itself down. You're still putting yourself in these situations where you're, you're, you're continually coding these behaviors in your nervous system. Gota is like, you know, why, why put a Band-Aid on, on something that's, you know, hemorrhaging all the time anyway, when you can just stop the bleeding, right? And that's the, that's the big difference that I noticed anyway when I started practicing Gota. Gota wasn't a work at, like, my, my mindset coming from a gym background, a CrossFit coach, a powerlifting coach, a bodybuilding coach, it was like, this is a workout system, right? I'm, I'm going to do all the bows. I'm going to do all the corners. I'm going to do all the behaviors over and over and over again. And um, I, I, what it turned into for me was more of a lifestyle. I started doing the, more of the ground sitting work and I would still do a ton of the, the, the actual workouts and the bows and the corners and the child rockers and everything. But it, I, I thought of it less as like, okay, this is something I do for an hour and it'll make me feel better. It's like, no, these are behaviors that I, that I do so that I behave, like I live in my body in a different way. This isn't a workout system. This is a, this is a, a movement system. And even, you know, we, we, we kind of shit talk to academics a little bit for having languages, but there's also gym rats who are thinking just in terms of like my, my body moves for an hour a day. And then I don't think about it the rest of the, you know, the rest of the 23 hours that I'm, that I'm living in this vessel, this physical entity that, that makes up my human experience. Right. So that, that was a big paradigm shift for me. hundred percent true. I, and I would always say that nobody really signs up for hip, hip degeneration, knee, knee cartilage degeneration. Hmm. But how, how do we tell them um, when we got academia using a different map, mapping system, you know? So it's not, it's not as easy as you would think it is, but we trying our best. But if you, but, but Anthony, you, you're on the right track, which is go to is a lifestyle. It's how you sleep. It's how you walk. It's how you jog. It's how you present your body to, to, the, to the gravitational force of Mother Earth. And the better you get at it, the less you really need to work out. You can just cut the grass and weed eat and do some stuff around the house and get some deep squats and some deep hinges and do some nice bows and corners. And that's all you really need. The rest of it, as I always say, is made up. They made it all up. Indigenous people didn't work out. They went to hunt, you know, and went to gather. They danced around the fire. There's no workout. And, uh, you know, we've gotten away from that. We're too smart. Big, big old brains, you know. Sometimes you get too smart. And, uh, and we've gotten too smart. And, and now instead of saying, hey, is there an anti-fragile code? And we know it, we know for sure we have one. It's called GOTA. Um, they say, man, don't worry. Whatever you do, we'll be able to fix you. I mean, Tiger Woods got, a, I think it's called an A-lift, an anterior uh, uh, cadaver disc. They went in through the front. They put a disc. He won the mm. major with a cadaver disc. Yeah, he did. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was recent. In, inter, interfusion body. Yeah, anterior lumbar interfusion body. Yeah, he won a major with a fake death. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty Definitely. sweet. But, I mean, so, he's Tiger Woods. Yeah, he is Tiger Woods. <laughs> There's, there is no other Tiger Woods. No no one else is doing what he's he's done in golf, man. I don't think, anyway. But... Um, Let's let's wrap this conversation up with one thing. If 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 people were who, who are just listening, that what's the one thing that you want them to take away from this conversation? What's the one kind of like message of hope that Goda has for other people? What's the thing that people can start doing or, or thinking differently? What's the one takeaway that you want to pe- people? Oh, uh, that's kind of easy. I would say if there is a way to do something great for a long time and that that haven't hurt you, and you should. You should honor that. Whether it's Gota, uh, if you ever studied the book The Blue Zones, where they, they the guy wrote about the Sardinians and, and the Ninth Adventists, and all these all these people lived 100 years old in these these places around the world. So there's already kind of a code to live to 100 years old, pretty easy. Uh, there's all there's a really there's a way to eat where it honors your body. You know, we, we have a hard time with that. There's a way to move that honors the body. It's called Gota. There's all, all kind of things you can do in your life that benefit you um, that we already know is right. So all, your job is to figure out or to try to implement as many of those as possible so that you can just continue living a, a nice, healthy, anti-fragile, pain-free life. Not just at the joints, but, you know, mentally and, and all kind of other ways to be healthy. So, um we, we just kind of like movement experts, musculoskeletal movement experts. And we did it a different way. And it works. And we didn't make it all up. We observed it. Then we tested it. Then we reverse engineered it. And then now we're into the nuances of it. You know, we try to figure out how to get people recoded faster. Um, and, you know, in order to do that, we had to kind of walk away from a lot of stuff that just doesn't work. Sounds great, but doesn't work. You know, I always say, you know, read Kelly Starrett's book, Supple Left. It's like a thousand pages. Read uh, Great Cook's movement book. It's like $400, like 600 pages. It's, it's like, how many pages do you need? I, I wrote a book, it was 56 pages. pages. Yeah, I read that book too. Yeah, and then, and then, and then the enhancement team said, you know, yeah, these trap bar uh, calf raises, the eccentric load doesn't follow the go-to principles. I'm like, yeah, I kind of knew that. You know what I'm saying? But we, but when I wrote the book, I was just thinking, how can how can I get people moving this way? You know? I think there were because, even how, how, spots you in tell, how, in the original books, wasn't there? Yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I remember yeah. reading. Yeah, yeah. Like there were there were, I, was, we, I remember reading because because I I I found the book after I found all the Instagram pages that were like really anti-lifting and anti-barbell yeah, and, yeah, like yeah. and then I'm reading the book and you're like, yeah, front squats. And hip thrust, and I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So well, I gotta read. I gotta read. I gotta rewrite the book. Well, not. It's just. The, it's just chapters five, six, and seven, five and six. So yeah. I did that for Gary because Gary was a. Um, he's a performance guy, and I'm like, well, let's mm. put a few chapters in there. And then this was 2016, 2017. We were like, well, he would show me an apparatus, and like, eh, if I get, we can put you in column. We do this. It's much better than when it was before, but. Those guys have come around to the fact that if it don't look like a walk or run or a jog, get rid of it. <laughs> I was uh, I was editing a video to promote 
uh, GLS at one point and they had a video of their athletes flipping a tire and they're like, get that fucking flat, <laughs> that tire flip out of the video. Nothing picking up off the ground. I was like, all right. Well, all right, you okay. know, it's, it's evolved. Like, I, yeah. I think you, I think the, the, the new guys are like even more hardcore than I am. But I mean, in the beginning I was like, if everything's forward locomotive behavior and, and our organism was designed to move forward and the whole, all the structures are designed to protect the system to move forward. Cause that's where everything is. That's where the sex is. That's where the food is. That's where the gathering is. That's where the dance is. That everything you do should mimic that. If you're going to train, it should mimic that. And we're getting just better at that. And what you're starting to see is all the old, it's the stuff that was like 50, percent right we can't we can't live with it if it was 70 percent right we can't live with it it's got to be 100 percent right it makes it it makes it very dogmatic it makes it boring sometimes i have to put music on and say let's put some music on here and make this fun um but you know what we all do we all trying to we're trying to create an anti-fragile body for a century so you know it's worth it well, I don't think being GOTA or being more towards the GOTA spectrum is boring. It's actually really fun because I can yeah. put it into anything, right? And I've read Kelly Start's book. I've read all of Stu McGill's book, Gray Cook. I got more out of the 56 pages of what you wrote than all those combined. So <laughs> I'd like to thank, thank you, you for that. And, but uh, hey, forget chapters five and six. We got to get rid of it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So... If you guys want to learn more about Goda, go to gotamovement.com and you can kind of, that's their new main page. You can follow Coach Gill at Goda underscore loco on Instagram. That is G O A T A underscore L O C O. You can follow me at The Body Moves and you can follow Will at The Art of Move. If you're watching this on YouTube, give it a like, share it with your friends. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please rate and subscribe. It really, really helps us kind of share this cool message of biomechanics with the world. Coach Gill, man, this was an amazing conversation. Yeah, Thank you so much. For I hope I can help. Today. I hope I help save a few knees, a few backs. Um, you know, let everybody know it's a journey. It's a marathon in life. We, we need to keep our joints nice and anti-fragile for a long time. We have to be very careful the way we treat our body, not just with movement, but with anything. So it's a, it's, it's a long it's a long road. So we want to make it a nice, easy, a nice, easy road. So. We can do that for you. Amazing. Well, thanks again for joining us, man. We'll catch you next time on the All right. Art of Move, guys. Take All care. right, y'all. Have, have a good one, guys.